0: Three, two, one, 2, 1, and Julie, we are back. It's February the 4th, and we've got a great topic today as a result, of course, of our uh, great coaching clients and our podcast listeners sending in questions. Remember, guys, when you have questions, all you have to do is you can email them to me at tim at timandjulieharris.com, or you can always just text uh, text me directly, which is 512-758-0206. That is my real cell phone number. I really will get your text. And... Um, you know i really will respond and we do get a lot of texts but that's okay we're asking for you guys to stay uh in communication with us so we can make sure we're on target with what we're presenting on our podcast and thank you as always for continuing to make this the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate agents in the united states and so julie the topic that we are presenting today and probably tomorrow
1: yes we're talking about 10 questions to ask yourself for it to create your personal lead generation plan. And Tim, this is in the Harris Rules book, which they can get on Amazon and uh, Barnes and Noble, If you can find one and certainly Target and airport bookstores. So if you don't have it yet, this is right out of the book. But one of the reasons that it's in there, one of the reasons that it's in there is because we've become really clear that most agents, even if they've been licensed for a long time, even if they've sold quite a few homes, don't really understand lead generation. And nobody asks them these questions to help them get clear
0: it's that is an absolute incredible huge problem because what happens is agents get into the business and this is true with any entrepreneur or any business owner and they're inundated with all these gurus telling people to make video and telling them to do all this stuff in social networking all this marketing stuff and they don't really realize that the people selling this stuff Aren't just that they're not real estate professionals, they're not even sales professionals, they maybe aren't even business owners. This just might be some sort of side hustle they have where they're really, you know, doing something else as a full time job. And in this marketing gimmicky stuff that creeps into our lives, if we don't have really good filters and really, frankly, of some basic understanding of how a real lead generation funnel is supposed to work or more specifically your spokes on your lead generation wheel unless you've really thought through it you're going to add the wrong spokes uh, first in other words you're going to basically build a very fragile wheel and just so i can drive that point home the analogy that we made in our book and we created this years ago and it's kind of um i appreciate the fact that so many people have liberated this analogy by the way yes i hear this in different things i'm listening to Mm -hmm. but the spokes on the wheel analogy is essentially just like it sounds you're rolling down the street and you have a bicycle wheel and the you know julie's in the process of trying to order us these segway dirt bikes i noticed Mm -hmm. that's that's in our uh, (laughs) trying to (laughs) on your list of things to do right getting those to puerto rico is a challenge but So the Segway dirt bike shows up, but if it's only got one spoke on it, obviously the second it hits a little pothole of which there's plenty in Puerto Rico to hit, then we're obviously going to have a wheel that's not very, you know, it's not very strong. It's going to collapse in on itself. Mm -hmm. And so your goal is to basically have as many spokes on the wheel so you have the strongest wheel that you possibly can. Now, the problem is, is if you have, again, sticking with the motorcycle analogy here, if you have too many spokes... That also is gonna create a problem because the wheel itself will be too heavy. So then you have an inefficient wheel. So the key is to have ideally no more than seven different lead generation spokes. And if you really wanna get specific on this, your real goal is to not have one spoke be dependent on another one. Have each of these spokes be dependent on themselves and that way if one fails, the others won't just automatically collapse as well. And That's that's, that's really critical. Uh, because so many agents will basically say, well, I've got this one particular you know, uh, referral widget. I get referrals from this particular company and this is where my business comes from. Maybe it's you're buying leads from Zillow or whatever. So that's your spokes. And maybe then you rationalize that, well, it's because Zillow is sending me buyer leads in different price ranges and I'm referring them out to agents on my team and all the rest of it. But then as soon as Zillow ra- uh, changes the price or changes their, you know, how they decide who's going to get what lead and maybe they decide that they're not going to send you leads anymore Uh, because of the fact that you're uh, going to be essentially a competing brokerage with them and they're now uh, operating uh, as as a brokerage in your marketplace. As you guys know, they're definitely opening up brokerages all over the country. So in the event that that becomes a problem for you, you now have lost your main spoke of business. So you've got to really do your best to keep each of these spokes separate from each other. And the first spokes that you should always build are the skill-based spokes because if you decide to do the paid lead generation or marketing spokes, after you have the skills-based spokes, those spokes will actually work a thousand times better because you actually have the skill set to pick up the phone and pre-qualify and know what questions to ask. But it's incredibly important as you listen to Julie's presentation for you today that you remember the first spokes you should always build are the proactive lead generation spokes.
1: That's right. And incidentally, those are the spokes that keep you in control. So let's say that one of those folks is working really well. You figured it out. You're using your scripts. You're getting predictable results. Well, you have the power to turn on that faucet more or less, depending on what you need. With the other ones, it's not dependent on you know you have no control. So
0: well, let's but yeah. let's really I want to just so sure. that this gets by nobody because this okay. is such a critical thing. And I've been listening to clubhouse conversations, and obviously you and I pay attention to what agents are talking about, and. Here's the thought. If you are centers of influence and past clients based, that's where, you know, that's the hill you're going to die on. That's your one thing. That's your true religion when it comes to basically uh, lead generation. And I get it. Some of you guys, that's your thing. Well, that is not a predictable spoke. Ultimately, that's the fallacy with that business model being your only business model. Now, Uh, What do I mean by that? You can't every single day know for sure that you're going to be able to generate a lead from your centers of influence and past clients. It's kind of a roll of the wheel to know whether you're going to get one or not get one. And yet you have to obviously work it every day or work it every month if you're going to get a really, you know, somewhat of a a duplicatable result out of it. But even at the end of the day, it's not predictable. It's not duplicatable. It's just hopium is what it is at the end of the day. So when you're building, now with that said, we do suggest your first spoke is your center of influence and past client spoke because it's the easiest one to build first. Um, And we have a whole bunch of coaching and training about that in our premier coaching program and you know, how to build this uh, your Centers of Influence and Past Client Plan, your 12-month uh, plan for Centers of Influence and Past Clients. All that stuff is already done for you. It's part of Premier Coaching. But after you've got that spoke in place, and that spoke, truthfully, shouldn't take any more than really a couple weeks to put in place. Just
1: systematizing, which also is the next chapter of the book.
0: Right. It's so simple. So don't screw up and think that that's the only thing you should be doing because, again, you cannot predict if you will get any business from that passive source.
1: Yes. In fact, the name of the chapter is Don't Be a One Spoke wonder. There you go. Now, and, and the, that's the most obvious one because so many agents, especially in a hot market, are living off of their center of influence and past client list. Why? Because they all have equity and everybody's excited to do something and everybody has fear of missing out. That It makes it seem like that's going to be an endless funnel, right? But what happened when the market changed last time? People just stopped buying.
0: That well, And if that's your
1: one spoke, you know nothing else. Then those were the agents that kind of got screwed first.
0: Well, we don't need to drill down too much on the centers of influence and past clients. That's but the most obvious example. Though. A subpoint of that is yeah. those are the agents that are almost always the easiest to beat in a listing presentation. This is true because generally speaking, they haven't learned to be competitive.
1: That's they're right. just
0: reliant on relationships to get them the listing.
1: Right, and they think that they're you know an awesome listing agent across the board because the people that know, love, and trust them were easy to get.
0: Right, and they have never learned how to compete, and yeah. so when the market changes, like Julie said, or more specifically when the prices start to level off, if not adjust down, your centers of influence and past clients, they're not just going to call you and then you're going to, you know, Hey, I should have (laughs) have listened to Tim and Julie years ago. That's what the, the little epiphany that you'll have. So always do your proactive lead generation spokes first.
1: Yes, that's right. Okay. So here are some questions to get introspective about. And it's amazing that nobody really asks you guys this. When you. You know, are looking at your lead generation. What do I do? First question Do I actually have a marketing budget? If so, how much is it? For many agents, you can stop right there because you don't actually have a marketing budget. You're going to have to be prospecting based. You don't have a choice.
0: And I hear all the time, again, you guys being given this horrible advice that you're supposed to be borrowing money and running up your credit cards to work on your branding. That is really incredibly stupid and financially irresponsible. I'm not gonna say any more succinct than that. (laughs) Yeah, that's right.
1: Well, and so the rest of this point is, if you do have a budget, let's be honest about that. Is that for this week? this month, this quarter, this year, because when you are spending money on marketing, you have to do it consistently. And there's a whole lot of what you call hopium, waiting to see if it works, when it works, how well it works.
0: So hopefully you're understanding that you do not need to spend any money on marketing and advertising or branding. You do not need to do any of that, maybe ever. And we've had plenty of coaching clients that have never invested in any of that stuff. All that stuff is just a big macro trend. And you can build a very successful real estate business that has a 50 to 60 and sometimes 75% profit margins by following the plan that we've created for you where you're focusing primarily on being a listing agent. Remember, the marketing gurus that you're listening to have mostly never sold real estate before. So they're selling their stuff to you know chiropractors and people that have pie shops and gyms and all this stuff. So when you tune in to listen to all these gurus telling you to work on your branding, you've got to understand it's not really relevant for real estate. Why? Because any single day of the week and every single day of the week, you can pick up the phone, have ready immediate access to a list of sellers that have their homes actively, for, or rather a list of sellers who actively are looking to sell their home. And Julie and I teach you that in our coaching program. And those leads cost you nothing. So this is not something a marketing person is going to tell you about because if all of a sudden the marketing guru, coach, uh, were to start telling you that you don't have to spend money on all this stuff, you're then going to wise up and say, well, then why do I need to listen to you? Why do I need to work on my branding if I can just basically learn how to be a proactive lead generator and cut out the middleman go directly to the seller? That's the thing that's unique about real estate. Be clear about that in your head. In order to feel comfortable picking up the phone or doing the other things we teach you how to do in our coaching program, you have to have the skill set. But the skill set themselves are not that difficult to get and it doesn't take that long to actually you don't even ever have to master them you just have to do the work and that's what we teach you in our coaching program it's incredibly important that you have clarity in your mind about this you do not have to buy business and fool people through branding into making yourself look successful when you know that you haven't actually earned the right to be successful because you haven't sold enough houses yet you haven't helped enough people yet you have to actually do the work first and along the way what you'll discover is your brand is created for you based on the successful home sales and the fact that you're helping people. And then down the road, if you want to add some passive lead generation spokes based on marketing, you can. And by the way, Julie, I need to, if you guys haven't downloaded your 2021 (laughs) business plan, you uh, can do so at any time. Just text 2021 to 855-685-1045. Text 2021 to 855-685-1045. And when you do, we're going to text you back the the fill-in-the-blank business plan, which includes a specific plan on how you can create your 12-month lead generation plan, which is drilling down exactly what we're talking about. Listen to what we're saying. But most importantly, when you hear what Julie and I are saying, pay attention to what your intuition is telling you. Is it your intuition saying what they're telling you is the truth? What they're telling you does make sense. It's practical and tactical. You don't need to be going down any of these complicated, overly analytical rabbit holes. Just learn the skill sets to be serviced to other people, uh, and then you won't ever have to maybe even do, uh, waste time doing a lot of the time-wasting activities that so many agents convince themselves is work.
1: Yes. Okay. So remember, these questions are going to end up with you having more clarity about how many transactions you have to do, how you're going to do it, and what your spokes in the wheel are going to be. So point number two, do I have... Or question number two, do I have other sources of income in addition to what I must earn in real estate? If so, how much is that income and how long am I going to get it? Consider a spouse's income, rental income, another job, a pension, or any other source. So we're drilling down on what real estate has to actually provide for them. Question number three, based on my goal setting work in chapter two, remember this is from Harris Rule's book, what is my real income goal for my real estate practice? For example, what do you have to make monthly to pay your bills and replace your old job versus what you wanna do to make monthly, I'm sorry, versus what you have to make monthly to fund your new upgraded goal-based lifestyle? What is that number? Because what spokes you do and what order you do them in and how much money you spend or don't spend is dependent on what real estate has to actually provide for you. See how we're taking the guesswork out. Yep. All right. Leading to question number four, how many transactions do I need? Take your answer from the previous question and divide by the average net commission in your marketplace. Or if you have a track history and a real average net commission, you can divide it by that. If you're not sure, maybe you're freshly licensed, use the average of the zip code in which you plan to sell. Uh, and again, if you're experienced, you already know what your average net commission is. Divide it into your required income figure, and you'll know how many deals you got to do to meet or exceed your goals. Isn't it amazing that nobody teaches that? <laughs>
0: totally.
1: I, every time I read that, I'm like, duh. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean, seriously.
1: <laughs> Instead of, you know, when you ask agents, what what do you need to do this year? The answer is like, More which is not specific or they'll be like well I should be able to do choose your number it, there's well, no math behind it
0: but it's even worse than that because when they're answering that question they're obviously saying a number that isn't based on any sort of Nothing. you know reality as to, as to what they actually need to hit their you know their financial goals right but it, then it becomes to the point where, okay, now I have to sell 100 houses because I'm keeping up with the real estate Joneses, right? Right. And now I'm going to start doing dumb things like buying leads, and I'm going to start worrying yep. about buying a team. And all of your mind is circulating is around, how do I add buyer agents? Oh, crap, I have to overpay these buyer agents. And... You know, and then uh, when
1: you do that, your net is so crappy, you have to do 100 more deals.
0: Well, I had, <laughs> you, you, know? you don't have a net. You, you basically just, yeah, are making. That's true. Most of the big teams in, that I've ever coached personally or ever come across, and it's funny. When they uh, reach out to us, they know. Isn't that cool, Julie? That's <laughs> cool. When Sorry. they reach out to us, yeah. they know. It. I'm showing Julie this um, Airstream that's uh, a remote office. It's called the Flying Cloud 30FB office floor plan. So it's got a little office really in it, cool. Julie. And I know, isn't that amazing? But get this. This is funny. I'll, since I've just interrupted myself so this is a hundred and seven thousand dollars it's an airstream now pretty cool and let's just set aside that that's an extraordinary amount of money but what's really amazing is that they're sold out for like two years so if you wanted to buy one of these bad boys you got to wait for two years to have that's an crazy. airstream and you know what's office. cool
1: about that is you could do that instead of like a home edition for an office space I know. and probably it would be less
0: I was thinking about this for a place in Dunn-Ruffey. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Well, so here's the really fascinating thing. I bet you a lot of listeners don't know this. Is that if you're, if you, for example, were to do this Airstream thing and create a home office situation for yourself, and the trailer is registered and it sits on tires, even if you take the tires off and basically put it on jack stands and then you know cover up everything. Now we sound definitely redneck as we're going through this, but if you if you it see office
1: th- up on wheels, if you see
0: this Airstream, you guys will, will realize it's really beautiful. It is cool. But um, yeah, we do sound like rednecks now. Don't we? <laughs> Who cares? you are to say There's no property taxes. There's that. no property taxes, right? So you you can actually. Have livable square footage added to your, you know, office, your home, really, and not have to pay any property taxes. And when you
1: move, you can bring that whole piece of your house with you. Yeah, exactly. That's Cool. Well, so what we were ta- What were we talking okay. about before?
0: <laughs> lead, I showed lead you the pictures. Um, but,
1: okay, so we're figuring out how many transactions they actually oh, need based I on their reality. Well, it's
0: the real estate magic number. Is the yes. essence of it. And, yeah. and so this yeah. is this is part of the real estate treasure map. This is the heart of the real estate mm-hmm. treasure map. And you get this for free. Just text 2021 to 855-685-1045. So I'm gonna just condense this in a, as quickly as I can because it does not need to be complicated. Your life, your professional business life, comes down to one number. It really does. And that number is the number of listings you need at all times to meet or exceed your financial, you know, hopes, dreams, and your goals and your obligations, right? And there's three categories of expense there's taxes there's personal and there's business and you might even add a fourth if you're trying to pay down some debt but the reality of it is is those are the categories of income you add up what those numbers are and obviously you know then you figure out what it is per month and the rest of it and what you're going to quickly discover is in most markets you're going to need usually no more than five or six maybe seven listings at all times because of those, when you have seven listings, your whole mission in life, your whole business plan is to get to and maintain seven listings. But Tim, they're going to sell really fast. Thank God, right? Because right. that's what you're going to pay your bills on. So you're going to be working towards building the, up to that number, and they're gonna, you know, it's gonna take sixty to ninety days because yep. you're gonna have stuff selling. You're gonna have to work really, really hard for the sixty to ninety days. Maybe you get to the point where you have two listings at all times, three listings at all times, five listings, then seven listings. And then when you have seven listings sell in most markets, you're gonna have probably realistically three of those sell per month. In most markets, your average commission is gonna be gross commission on, uh, you know, three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Let's just say it's gonna be eleven thousand dollars. So in most markets, if you have three listings sell per month, you're making well over. 3 you're making almost $400,000 a year which I'm going to guess for most of you is more than you're making now and in order to do that you just need realistically seven listings at all times if your sale price is higher obviously you can adjust that down in truce as well as if it's lower are you understanding what I'm saying? You just have to have a certain number of listings all times, and then all the rest of this stuff, when you've met that particular number, when you have learned then that your mission in life as a you know, professional real estate person is to simply replace the listings that you uh, have sold that particular month. Think of all the things that you no longer will have to do right? Think of all your whole business plan is following exactly what we lay out for you in our coaching program. You're going to have a dry erase board. It's going to have a particular, you know, everything's going to be set up exactly like we prescribe to you. And your only mission every single day is to obviously help your listings get sold and then replace the listings that sell by being a proactive lead generator, no referral fees, no buying business, no branding, no marketing, no any of this stuff that sucks away all your profit. In many cases, not even your profit, you're going into debt to do this stuff and everyone is telling you to do it and because you didn't come from a business background, you don't know any better and so you do it. Right? Right.
1: Right. <laughs> okay. Now, related to all of this, just getting you guys thinking about what Tim just said and how you're gonna go about it because the next part is how do I do this? Point number five, do I love speaking with people or am I a bit intimidated by the idea of prospecting? Do you gravitate towards people whom you know or don't know when you think about prospecting? Either one is fine, but it will help you determine what to pursue with your lead generation wheel. Question number six, what support does my office uh, already offer me? What support does my office already have? Some offices have lead generation in place. Some offices have good uh, flow of corporate relocation, builder relationships, or other sources. So know what's in front of you before you build your own wheel of spokes. Question number seven, what has worked for me in the past and why did I stop doing it? Sometimes experienced agents simply get out of the habit of doing some of the things that have historically worked for them. I've got coaching clients right now that, you know, their first call, they're like, you know what? I used to call expireds all the time. And and I ask, what kind of results? Pretty good. I know
0: I hear that constantly. So why
1: are you not doing it anymore?
0: Right. Hold your mic close to okay. your
1: lady. So uh, this can range from getting referrals from your maybe your BNI group to probate letters that you just haven't sent in a while, or prospecting builders. Sometimes you just lose your way. Other times, what you used to do doesn't work anymore, and you've got a good reason to stop doing that. Um, all right. Again, introspection on that. Point number 8 or question number 8, what do my current market conditions call for? What is your market looking for? Keep your marketing and prospecting appropriate to what's happening around you. That's called take what the market's willing to give you, which right now the market is starving for more listings. Back to being a listing agent, right? Number 9, how many people are are in my past client center of influence database? What are you doing currently to handle their real estate needs? Remember, that's not supposed to be your only spoke, but it is a foundational spoke. If you're already doing well with repeat and referral, but your communications with your database is not systematized, imagine what you'll get when it is. So that goes back to you know taking the steps to get that to be a functional spoke, and then you can add on from there.
0: But Julie, the real takeaway, hopefully, they're getting from all of this mm-hmm. is that I've just I'm seeing I have this visualization. There's tens of thousands of people that are gonna download, listen to this, stream it, whatever, whatever. And then they're going to consume this information. And right after they get done listening, I know at least some of them are going to have the little light bulb go off in their head based on what we just said. You're telling me that I only need a certain number of listings at all times to meet or exceed all my financial goals. And I don't need to worry about and then the long list of crap you guys are worrying about that you don't need to worry about. It's pretty much endless. That is what I'm telling you. That is how simple business, a real estate business, really is. That's what makes it different from virtually every other kind of business. Because in real estate, you can go out and list, you know, five or seven houses, whatever your real estate magic number is, and that inventory doesn't cost you anything. In a normal business, it does not matter what the business is. If you want to retail something, if you're wanting to basically make a margin off of it or a commission, generally speaking, if it's not a consignment thing, but even if it's a consignment thing, you're going to have carrying costs for that. Yep. If you have, if you're, you know, I've run into. A lady that sells used jets. You know, we knew a lady in uh, Georgetown, Texas, where we used to live, and, and that was her business. And her and her husband, they had a really very successful business selling used, um, you know, jets. And they had inventory of those things. They had there were carrying costs with that, and it was a lot of money. You guys don't have that as a real estate mm-hmm. agent. As a real estate agent, you list a property, then you're going to make your commission off that house. And um, yeah, and the seller's going to pay for all the work necessary to get the the house in the optimal condition to put it for sale. You know, assuming it's not going to be something that is going to be for an investor. That's unusual. If you wanted to open up a gym, if you wanted to open up a pie shop, if you wanted to open up a restaurant, if you wanted to open up a, you know, a clothing boutique or a makeup business or all these other types of entrepreneurial things that people are uh, really focusing on, you're going to have a vast amount of money that's going to go just to start the business. A friend of mine, and Brandon Jackson, if you're listening, he wants to start three gyms in uh, in his state. And the gyms are – it's a franchise. Each of these gyms, just to get it out of the ground, is going to cost a quarter million dollars in cash. And working through his business plan with him and mm-hmm. trying to figure out how he's going to put all this together, he's going to borrow the money from the, uh, in the SBA. That's what his plan is, to borrow a bulk of it from the SBA to open up these gyms. And it doesn't make sense to me when you look at how all these numbers work. And for you not to realize that that's the reason that being a listing agent is the true leverage in real estate, for you guys to overcomplicate it and think that it has to be more difficult than it is, it's because you're frankly listening to the wrong people. And you're constantly reinforcing the wrong people with more wrong people. And I get it, because everywhere you turn, everywhere everyone is a internet guru, or you know, an SEO guru, or, uh, um, some sort of social networking guru, some sort of marketing guru. Everyone's telling you to work on your brand. Have you guys ever thought about what that actually means when someone says that to you? Right? You need to work on your brand. That's your true asset of your business. I hear that constantly. Well, what exactly does that mean? Does that mean that if I spend enough money on different things, trying to convince people I'm something that I'm not, which is what pretty much branding is, you know, with especially social networking, that somehow I'm going to fool enough people that I'm going to be able to pay my bills, fool enough people into thinking I'm actually successful at selling real estate because I have all these fancy pictures, that then somehow miraculously they're going to reach out to me. It doesn't really work that way. If you don't have the skills to back up the lead generation, then where, what's going to happen? You're going to make no money. And ultimately, you don't have to do that stuff. Now, you, it is fun to do. I'm not going to you know, argue with you on that. It is a creative opportunity for a lot of you guys to you know, have some fun with just different creative outlets. Branding is fun. Working on social networking can be fun. Making videos can be fun. But that's what it is. It's fun. It's like a hobby. Yeah. It's not real it work. It is
1: not a lead generation spoke. No, it's
0: not something you can count on. That's what the reason we go back to the spokes and the wheel analogy. In your mind, listeners, I want you to argue with that point. I want you to, in your mind, do your best job arguing with why you wouldn't want to build the proactive lead generation spokes first, why you wouldn't want to have something that you're in control of, why you wouldn't want to do something that you absolutely positively can control, whether it's going to uh, produce consistent effort or results for you every day, why you wouldn't want to do that first. Can you tell me one single reason why you wouldn't want to do that? I can. I'll help you out. It's going to take skill. Yes, it's going to require you to have a schedule. It's going to require you to be disciplined. It's mm-hmm. going to require you to learn how to help people at a high level in a variety of different situations, especially sellers. Who cares? Learn how to do it.
1: That's actually a lot less painful and expensive than what you're doing if you're not doing that. I hear that all the time. Totally. You know, as soon as they have like one or two victories from one of those, um, you know, proactive spokes then miraculously they get addicted to it and it's really kind of fun to watch
0: or the problem is is they actually are successful at the proactive stuff that we teach yeah and then they get lazy and then mm-hmm. they get seduced into believing that they can yeah. somehow not have to do the real work anymore and then they start trying to buy leads yeah and, and then their net goes away and then well right and then they st- you know they're not making money consistently and they go back to the proactive they make some money and then they go back to the passive and this back and forth back and forth it doesn't work that way the well spoke- that's
1: why your, your income is back and forth, because your work isn't consistent. If you have inconsistent workflow, you get inconsistent results. That's right. It's a fact.
0: It's that way of everything in life. So listen, listeners, uh, thank you for listening today. Hopefully, uh, this information is going to help you keep your head screwed on straight about being a proactive lead generator. If there's anything we can do for you, obviously, just text me directly at 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. Our book is available everywhere. It's called Harris Rules. Uh, it's uh, over 400, like 445 star reviews now. Um, it's available in Audible book. A lot of great feedback on the guy that uh, the publisher hired to do the read of that. So yes, please do read the book because it's going to give you what you're looking for, which is the ultimate sense of direction, how to build your business from you know any stage. And if you're experienced and you're wanting to go to the next level, and frankly, you're wanting to produce more profit for yourself, it's all there. Please Do a gut check when you hear Julie and I say something that is sort of flying in the face of what everyone else is saying. Ask yourself if what we're telling you does make sense. Ask just sense in your, you know, just literally what does your gut feel? about what we're telling you. Do you notice how what we're telling you is practical and tactical and it's BS free? Because we know it works. So why would you question what your intuition is confirming is the right path for you to go down? It doesn't make sense.
1: It doesn't. And remember, Einstein said, whatever you're working on should be boiled down into its most simple format. And that means your magic number. If you know how many listings you need, all you have to do is lather, rinse, repeat. It's really simple.
0: You guys have a fantastic (laughs) day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow.